It's time to join Montana's very own and your voice for agriculture, Talking Ag Lane Nordland, for today's LaneCast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Agriculture Conversation on the LaneCast Ag Podcast. And as the nation and the world continue to monitor the coronavirus, Cattle producers out in the countryside continue to do what they do every single day, and that is, of course, take care of their cattle and be responsible stewards of the land. Yet we are seeing quite a uh, situation in our livestock markets uh, over the past few weeks and making sure that the cattle producers have a voice and are represented throughout the entire coronavirus discussion is the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Joining us all the way from Denver, Colorado is the CEO of the NCBA, Colin Woodall. Uh, Colin, uh, how are things uh, going down in Denver? What, what, are, what are the conversations you are having? having with your grassroots members out in the countryside here this week? Of course, the conversation is all about the market and the fact that we have cattle producers across the country that are, that are losing money, and the question is, why? Now, a lot of that we know is just the overall mass panic that, uh, that, that we are a victim of because we are seeing the same impact that other commodities and other financial markets are, and that is because of the panic. Uh, so unfortunately, because of that, we have seen futures basically be completely divorced from what the true supply and demand is out there. And we're trying to figure out what we can do to uh, to, to to stem that issue. And one of the biggest things is just making sure that we can continue to keep beef flowing because we need to make sure that the product is getting out to the consumer because we are seeing photographs from grocery stores uh, just uh, everywhere where those beef cases have been completely cleaned out and we need to make sure that we're sending a very clear signal to the consumer that there is more coming and uh, you just need to come the next day because it's in the pipeline and we're getting it to you. And so that is why all the great work of Caterpillar producers uh, really focused on doing what they do every day is so important and we need to make sure that we continue that effort to ensure that that product can get to those grocery stores. So what are some of the conversations you are having with whether the supply chain members or with USDA itself? What is that looking like? Of Of course, many parts of the U.S. are truly shutting down, no school, a lot of businesses, uh, sending workers home. But of course, you and your team in Denver and Washington, D.C. are continuing to work day in and day out. Who, who are these stakeholders that you're having the discussion with and what, what are they looking like to make sure that beef is back in these stores to be bought so consumers can eat? So we are talking to all segments of the supply chain. I will tell you most of our conversations here over the past week have been directly with the individual packers to make sure we know what their commitment is and what they are doing. And so far to a T, they have all said very clearly that they have every intention of keeping these plants up and running and make sure that they have protocols in place in case they do have sick employees. But that's only one part of the equation. The other part is making sure that the inspectors are there because if USDA inspectors are not there, then uh, the packers can have all the intent they want of running that plant, but they can't. And so in our conversations with uh, the secretary's office, the undersecretaries and the staffers, the Food Safety Inspection Service, uh, they also have that same commitment to make sure that they have inspectors in place because they know that not only is it a a continuity of of business um, impact that we're talking about, but they also understand the financial impact. But more importantly, they also understand the food security impact here because if we truly do have a shortage of product because that, uh, that beef can't get 
uh, in, into the grocery stores, then that is going to just add, I think, even more panic and more concern to this crisis. USDA understands that, and so they continue to tell us they're doing everything they can to make sure those inspectors are on the job. And for example, here in Montana, Colin, the, the schools are on a mandatory shutdown, K through 12, uh, for, for the next two weeks. Uh, college courses, uh, they're, they're all go- or college classes are all going online, uh, but there's still a lot of folks out there with uh, children that a lot one of the only places they get a good nutritious meal is at schools and i know usda is working very closely with school districts across the nation but this is also part of that conversation making sure that uh, protein beef protein is a part of that supply chain to make sure that uh, our youth uh, can get those healthy nutritious meals even when school is not in session well, you're exactly right, because not only is it important for their overall development, but we know that by having healthy meals, it helps with your immune system. And right now, everybody's worried about their immune system. So having these uh, schools shut down, not only is it the concern about making sure that uh, these kids do get a, a nutritional lunch, uh, but also if we're not moving product into the school districts, where else is it going? And right now, the demand is extremely good, so we're able to get it into the uh, the, the grocery stores. But at what point in time does that change? I don't know. Or if we even get to that point, I don't know. There's still, unfortunately, a lot of uncertainties out there that we just don't have answers to. We're just trying to make sure that we are doing everything we can to continue the preparation. And uh, and right now, that is that continued conversation with USDA to make sure that whatever they do is based on science. It's not based on a knee-jerk reaction. And that's the commitment they've made to us. And I think we'll see that not only in uh, how they look at alternatives to a school lunch, but also, again, as we've already talked about, ensuring that those inspectors are in the plants. And this this uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic, as it's now labeled, uh, it's causing a lot of uncertainty, a lot of anxiety, and truly we don't know what the next month is going to look like uh, or two months from now. It could be back to normal here in a month. Uh, but uh, uh, to make kind of light to the situation and really talk about what a great protein beef is, I've seen multiple pictures of uh, producers and just consumers alike when they're in the grocery stores and there's literally no beef left in the coolers, but there's alternative proteins that are still there, still stocked because people are going back to the protein that they know and trust. I saw that myself firsthand this weekend when I also went to the grocery store looking for some supplies and there was not a single piece of fresh beef to be found. But you know what? Every package of the Beyond Burger that was on that shelf looked like it had just been restocked because nobody was taking it. And to your point, I think that is uh, it's a great barometer of uh, what people truly think. You know, we've spent a lot of time talking about fake meat and Impossible Burger and Beyond Burger. But here, even in a crisis scenario where people are obviously desperate to make sure that they have food for their families, they're still not willing to buy that product. So, yeah, I think we can take a little heart, you know, in every situation. Uh, hopefully there's a silver lining. I think in this case, it's a silver lining for us to be able to show that the demand for our product is there. And yet, Yes, they are competitors and still something we need to take seriously. But again, even in a crisis situation, people aren't going and buying that product. And I think that really just just screams support for uh, our industry, uh, for our product, and for what cattle producers are doing every day. Colin, as uh, cattlemen and women continue to calve here in the spring of 2020 and as, uh, as we look to uh, just other operations that go on day in, day out, no matter what the situation is, uh, what's a message that you have for the cattlemen and women listening today? 
uh, NCBA is working every day right now, both in Washington, D.C., in our headquarters office, to work with all the stakeholders to do everything we can to keep product moving, to make sure that we have a market, and to also uh, look at what other options might be out there to help support producers who are getting hit terribly hard right now uh, with, with these prices. We are trying to look at every option available in order to make sure that we are protecting cow-calf producers stockers, backgrounders, and feeders in their efforts to try to feed this country. And it is something that, again, uh, we're not closing the offices. We're here to make sure that we can continue that fight. All right, Colin Woodall, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule uh, down in the Denver office today. Again, for more information on this issue and all the issues that the NCBA works on behalf of the nation's cattlemen and women, make sure and just visit them online at ncba.org. Colin, thanks for joining us here today. Thank you, Lane. All right, friends, that'll do it for today's Agriculture Conversation. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the LaneCast with Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster and NordlandCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the LaneCast.